You know, um, the word says, I, I love that the word says that through Christ, God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. That's deep. And uh, so today what, we, what I want to do is I want to uh, go into a part two of something I started last week. Uh, and I'm still talking about this is your life. And we're going to look at our life, the life that Jesus said he came to give us. And uh, he came to give us an everlasting life or a life that doesn't end. And last week we looked a little bit at how in what, and sometimes he would liken it to a river that flows and doesn't stop flowing or a fountain within us that springs up and it keeps springing up and it's living water, which means it's running water. It's always flowing, it's always coming to us and it floods and feeds and waters our soul. And he said, I came to give you life and I came to give you abundant life, more abundant life. And, and that life is not our existence. It's not the things that we do on this, on this, on this earth. That would be a word that the Greek, the, uh, uh, the Greek New Testament uses, and it's called bios. Bios is your natural life. It starts when, you, starts when you're born and ends when you die, and it includes all those things that you do and that you, that you participate in, that you possess, and all the, everything and everybody that's all around that. That's our life. If I were to say, tell me about your life, most people would say they would tell me about their bios. And then there, the other word that we look at is zoe, and we're still talking about that this week. And zoe is an everlasting life. And to give you a brief picture of it right here, I'm gonna, uh, I brought a ruler, and I, I, actually I stole this from, from, uh, uh, from my lovely wife, Judy. She used this illustration one time. But bios would be something like this. It has a beginning, it has an end. And it has all points in between. And there's a lot of things in this bios. There are a lot of good things. There are a lot of joys. There are a lot of high points. There are a lot of successes, maybe. More or less, depending on how your bios has been. And it also has low points. Has some sad points, maybe. Has all kinds of things. Uh, this bios contains so, so, so many things, and we, we participate in it every single day. But if this would represent your bios, your natural earth life that has a beginning and has an end, and everything that that's, that, that, that's, in, that's entailed with it, between, in, uh, everything in between, then compared to the, your bios life, Zoe would be like this room, actually bigger because it's eternity, it's never ending. So it doesn't have walls like this room does, it doesn't end, but, but I think we get a good picture of that when we look at that, that this is our bios. One place, uh, Proverbs says, what is life? It's like a vapor. It's like it's, it's here and then, then, it's, then it's gone. It can seem like it's long, but, and there's a lot of things in it, but compared to everlasting life, right? Compare this to the size of the room. And the good thing about it is that somehow God put the size of this room in here. <laughs> and he put the kingdom within us, and he put his spirit within, within us, which is never ending, which is eternal, and somehow... He abides in us that way. He's in this bio. So in this life here, what we, what we see is we are not alone. He said, I'll not leave you on your own here. I'll not leave you orphans. I'll not leave you helpless, hapless, hopeless. I will give you the helper, the comforter, the one who's with you. When you stand before men, don't worry about what you're going to say because somebody will be with you. And what we're looking at is so much bigger than this. 
And I like using this illustration because it shows us that what we're really talking about this morning is so much more, is eternally bigger than the things that we deal with um, in this this bios. And I hope this helps some of us today. Because because to draw from this life that he has given us, that's so big, that's greater within us than anything that's in the world, we, we, we... we, we draw from it really in times, or we're aware of drawing from it in times when, we, uh, when things aren't always going really good. You know, if everybody's nice to you, you probably don't find yourself asking God uh, for, for more grace to love somebody. You're not saying, God, I really need, I really need more of your love to deal with these people. Because if they're all being nice to you, you're, you're probably feeling pretty good anyway. If, if some things are going well in your life, you probably have, have happiness and joy. And you're not, you're not saying, oh, God, I really need some joy now because you feel like you're experiencing that right now. So Jesus really came for, for those things that we need help in. Romans says that, that the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. And what a big helper we have this morning. I, re- I, wanna, I want us to go to Deuteronomy chapter 8. And there's a verse in verse 3 that... that, that reveals the difference uh, between the zoe and the bios i believe and it's where god says that um, he says i humbled you and i allowed you to hunger talking about the children of israel when they were going through the wilderness he says i humbled you and allowed you to hunger and i fed you with manna that you did not know nor did your fathers know that i might make you to know that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god have you ever thought about this that a lot of times we want what we really would love. We think it would be great if we had a perfect bios. By that I mean we don't have any problems. If a problem ever comes up, it would just get fixed really quickly. That God would just be Johnny on the spot and boom, there he would be and it would get fixed and, 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 and it would happen over and over and over and every single time in our, in our life. It just, it all, God always stepped in and took care of it in, in, a, in, a, in a very powerful and a very quick fashion because that's what he did in that, in, the, in that wilderness. If they ever had an enemy come against them, they didn't even really have to fight. God would go before them while they were in the wilderness. If they got thirsty, water would come out of a rock. Food was rained down from heaven. They never, had in, they, never had, they never wore old clothes ever. Their clothes were brand new all the time. Everything they needed was taken care of. Them. Every need in their life was taken care of. And God says, I gave you that. I did that. I fed you that way so you would know something. Yes, he did do it to take care of them too. But he says here, he says, I did that so you would know something. So you would know that life is not just about that because, because you don't live by bread alone or by provision alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God or by knowing me or by receiving from me. And, and we, we, we see that illustrated well because God took care of every single thing, won every battle for them, went before them and made sure no enemy could hurt them, took care of all their clothing, took care of every need, and it was powerful and it was supernatural, shielded them from the sun with a cloud. They didn't get sunburned even though they were walking in the desert for 40 years, gave them a, a, a warming, heating fire by night and a light uh, to, uh, to, to live by, to travel by, gave them everything that they needed, but... Though their bios or their external things were taken care of inside, they were still afraid, they still complained, they were still uh, fearful, they still, you know, 
everything, they still got angry, <laughs> they still rebelled, they still did all those things because God said later on, though you saw my works for 40 years, you never knew my ways. You didn't have the Zoe that would change you, and that's why even though I took care of every single thing in the desert, by the time you got to the promised land, you were still scared because you didn't change inside. And, and so Jesus comes later on, he says, I came to give you life. When will, you, when will you get the bios right, Jesus? When will, you, when will you establish your kingdom? And what they meant was there, when are we going to see all this goodness come to the earth? And he says it doesn't come that way. It doesn't come by, by, uh, by optical evidence. He says, for the kingdom is within you. And that kingdom within, as Romans says, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, isn't it? Oh, the never-ending love of God. What did he do when Jesus uh, uh, worked and then he sat down at his right hand of the Father? What did he leave us? He did not leave us helpless. He left us everything that pertains to life and godliness. And I love that we, what we do, how we worship around here, because, because we're always acknowledging that goodness the bigness, the wonderfulness of God. We celebrate that what he did is enough and more than enough. Amen? In Mark chapter 4, verse 18, he talks about how the cares of the bios can get in the way, right? We lose our joy, lose our peace. Sometimes we lose our mind. <laughs> But verse 18, where Jesus was talking about the parable of the four kinds of seed, he said, and the seed that is sown among thorns. Now, the seed sown among thorns was, was that which, it was alive, it was a healthy plant. It didn't wither and die like some of the others. It was alive and healthy. It wasn't, it was with God, it wasn't going anywhere, but, it's, but it wasn't producing fruit. It was unfruitful. He said, this represents those who hear the word. I need to put this down. Those who hear the word. But they allow the cares of this life and the lure or the, or the seduction of wealth and the desires for other things crowd out and choke the word so that it produces nothing. The care, that word life is actually bios, the cares of this thing. Now somebody says, well, Rick, this, is, this stuff is real. I mean, i got to deal with this day to day. I know. And it can be pressure and it can hurt and it can, it can make you... Lay awake and cry night after night after night sometimes. I know. It can be hard. God knows that. Jesus didn't take away the tribulation, the hardship, but he did give us something to overcome it. He knows. And he said, you won't have to worry in Matthew 6 because your father does know what you need. But seek ye first the kingdom. Seek this and all his righteousness. And all these things will be added into your bios. We can receive, we can draw from that well that Jesus talked about that would always be springing up and it would give us the joy that we would need. It would give us the faith we would need, the strength we would need, and he's always with us, right? He didn't give us a, he didn't give us a, covenant, that come, a, a covenant that has a spirit that comes and goes or has, has an anointing that comes and goes or has a promise that comes and goes or it's, or it's dependent on something that we do. He took us out of the way, didn't he? And he says, now watch, I'm going to freely, because I love you, because I do care, I care about your happiness day to day. I love you. I want you to smile. I want you to feel good in your existence. I want you to have righteousness, peace, and joy in my Holy Spirit. Because if you knew me, you'd know that that's really what I'm all about, the Lord would say. 
Oh, the never-ending love of God. Oh, how he loves us. When you think about the whole, the whole work of him coming and dying on that cross and paying the price, shedding the blood, taking the beating, experiencing death with us, experiencing that, the, the burden of that sin with us, and doing all that he did because he wanted himself to be with us, and he is with us this morning, isn't he? And he by his spirit, and he'll never leave us. Of course, that issue comes, the problem comes when we, we, we try to make that connection. Sometimes we feel like we're all on our own. We feel like, we feel like we're doing it in our own strength, and we, we really know that we want to connect with him and get help from him and receive and have faith in him and trust him. But the distraction, the cares of this life, they keep getting our attention. And we're trying to look at Jesus, we're trying to look at the bigness of all of this, but, but what's happening right now is getting my attention. My body's in pain. <laughs> my home is hurting. My money's gone. The bios. I don't want to be tied up in the cares of this thing. I want to enjoy God, enjoy life. But this thing's hitting me right now. What can we do? Well, Jesus said, if you know the truth, said you'll know the truth, actually. He said, you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And that's why what we like to do around here is we like to tell good news. We like to tell about what he did. What does that mean to us? Keep talking about Jesus. Keep talking about the love of God, the goodness of God. Talk about how he's all for us and how, he's, how he loved us so much that he did what he did. And we're the beneficiaries of that work on the cross and the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the ascension to the Father so that the spirit, the life, the Zoe could come to us and his love would, could be uh, accomplished in us that way where he could say, now it's finished. I've done it. I've given them everything. And he didn't, he's not just sitting far away and saying, well, I gave it to you now, do something with it. He's not doing that either. He's saying, I'm with you. And I'm showing you these things. And I'm teaching you. And I'm encouraging you. And I'm loving and I'm watering and I'm nurturing you. And I'm helping you with this. I, many years ago, I locked myself in a hotel room because I needed some changes and I wasn't getting them. So back in those days, I had the idea that if I, if I fasted enough days and prayed, um, that he would do something. Um, and I think, I, in fact, I know I did that because I didn't know how good he was, that he was here to freely give me everything that I needed. But things weren't, weren't, weren't changing in areas that I desperately wanted them to. And I'm like, and I'm saying, Father, you know, I see in your word, I see your will. I said, you, you, you say you want to help. You want to change these things. Come on. And after some time of praying that way, I really heard our loving Father speak to me from inside my heart. And he said, son, I could just fix that situation. And I've done it many times. But, without a, with, but what I really want to do is to weave my ways in you so that when situations like that come, you'll be able to live in a bigger way through it. 
I'm living in you and I'm working in you. And he said, son, you're going to grow. You're going to grow to where things like this won't look as big as they do right now. And so that's the work that he does inside of us. That's giving us all of this bigness inside of us so that we can walk with love and peace and joy and gentleness and goodness and kindness and patience and faith and self-control in our lives because we are aware of something, we're conscious of something, that we're carrying that which is greater. And it look, starts looking to us like it's so much bigger so much bigger than this thing so that we can draw from that well and bring in all this joy into our bios, all the power into our bios. There's an answer for us this morning and it's right here and it's not out in the sky and it's not far away and it's not dependent upon anything else that we do. One of the best things we love about this gospel is that it effectively where Jesus came in and just took, took us out of the way and he says, I'm taking you out of the way I'm making this thing where you can't make it happen and you can't stop it from happening. I'm doing this and I'm freely giving it to you. In John chapter 4, it's where Jesus speaks to the woman of the well. And he says, Jesus replied to this woman, says, if you only knew who I am and you knew the gift, of, uh, knew the gift that God wants to give you, you would ask me for water and I would give you living water. If you only knew who I am and the gift that God wants to give you. The gift. So I'm going to play a little card game here. Uh, I'm old school. Um, I grew up, we were playing, we'd play like five card draw. So I'm going to have a life right now. I'm going to have a BIOS. I'm going to draw five cards, and I honestly do not know what they're going to be. But this is my life. These are the cards that I've been dealt in life. I've, you know, we all get a different, a different hand. We're all playing with a different hand right now. I've talked to so many people that have said, you know, I just feel like I've, I've been dealt a bad hand, and life is just not fair. And you can look at the bios that way. There's many times I've felt that same way. Some people just happen to, I mean, I could have drawn a better hand than this. I actually got nothing. If this is a poker hand, well, I got a pair of twos. Okay, got something. Some people don't have that, so I guess I'm better, better off than, than some. Some people, some people can draw three of a kind right off the bat. Some people, you know, can draw something that's better than that. Some people, some people are, are, are born into a more functional, loving family, maybe than I was. Uh, I honestly did not have that much. I guess I had more function in my family than some do. At least I got a pair of twos. <laughs> but some people are born into more wealth and they have more opportunities and privilege because of their, uh, their situation. Some people are born healthier than others. Some people come right out of the womb and they've already got you know, things going against them physically. They just, it's the hand that they've, that they've, that they've been dealt. And what happens a lot of times, we can look at our hand and we're just like, why me? And why is this happening? And if you're religious enough, you might say, what did I do to make this happen? Remember, remember the guys asked Jesus, you know, why, did this guy, why was this guy born blind? Who did it? Was it him or his parents? Somebody caused this. Somebody did something. <laughs> and Jesus said, it's not about that at all. 
It's about the glory of God. I'm here to heal. I'm here to do my thing. I'm here to give, to give him what is available to him because I'm here. And so we have this hand, and we can look at this, and we can go, oh, great. You ever play cards, and you get a hand, and you just go, oh, oh, come on. Got not, I don't have much here. But Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God, and that's what we're talking about this morning. A lot of times when you're playing cards, this is called going to the well or drawing from the well. <laughs> that's why I wanted to use the cards. Now, if I know who God is, like he's saying here, I know who Jesus is, and I know the gift that he wants to give me, then I would receive from him living water. In other words, a, 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 a living water means it just continues to run. It's running water is what it is. So I've got a well. So I don't like this. I've got a pair of twos, but I need something better than this. A pair of twos ain't bad. It'll get me along a lot of days. But sometimes this world hits me with something better than my pair of twos. I run out of strength. I come to a dead end. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have direction. I, don't, I, don't, I need more, more wisdom. I need more strength. Sometimes I want to quit because all I got is a pair of twos. This is the best I'm doing. I'm doing my best, Lord. I'm doing my best. And a lot of times we're saying, God, why don't you do something? But he did a wonderful thing in this gospel. And he says, I've given you living water. It's a water that's, it's a well that will spring up and it will give you everlasting life. It'll never stop. In other words, it's like, okay, let me draw from the well. Let me get another card. Oh, look, I drew a 10. You know what? Because of, because of Jesus, I don't just have a, one pair. I've got two pairs now. Huh? I can, beat, I can beat something with that. I'm stronger now. I can go farther now. You ever get that second wind from the Spirit where you feel like you can't go on and you go to God and you, and you get the grace that you need for the situation? I can go on now. That's great. But, but, but you know what? That's not, that, there's, there's things that might hit you harder than that. What else am I going to do? Well, I'll draw another card. Seven. That don't do much for me. But the well is endless. This is not a stud game, and this is not a single draw game. It's a well that you can keep drawing from because ultimately, inside here, there is an unbeatable hand. There's a, there's a royal flush in here if I keep drawing, right? <laughs> there's an unbeatable hand. It's in here. It might not be in my situation, but it's in Jesus. It's in Jesus in me. I was in a situation just, uh, just, just, just this week where, where, where honestly, and I, I, hadn't, I hadn't felt this in a long time, but I felt like, God, I've got no more strength on this. And for the first time in a while, I started feeling shaky, on shaky ground. And it, it was like, it seemed like I was up against something that was, that I needed more than a pair or even two pair. But thank God we know the gift of God. Thank God we know who he is. And because of what he's done in our lives, he's, he's revealed to us and continues to reveal to us who he is and we're knowing him. And the best way to know God, I couldn't even begin to know God until I finally believed that he loved me and liked me without me changing a thing. Because God's not over here demanding me to do something better with, 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 with this hand. He says, I'm your whale. He's not demanding for you and I to be stronger, believe it or not. He says, I want to be your strength. He's not demanding us even to love him. He says, let me love you. And then we'll see how you feel about me. Oh, look. I got another 10. 
I'll go ahead and stop right there. I got a full house. Yeah, right? <laughs> Everywhere we look, I got a full house here. I can go another day. You know what? I got a full house. That thing's not so big right now because we're drawing from an endless supply. We're drawing from an endless supply. We have what we need, not always in the situation we're in, not in our own strength. We feel like we're out of wisdom. We're out of direction. We're out of willpower for sure. Some people have more willpower than others. Hmm? Ultimately, it can be your, your downfall if you trust in it too long. But we're trusting in him. And this is what we look to. And this is what we preach. And this is what, we, what, we, what we're in love with is this, this well here. And you or I, I don't know what I'm going to face tomorrow or next week. I don't know. Hope it's good. I expect good because God is good. God is good. He is good all the time. And if the world hits you, it doesn't change. It doesn't mean he's not good. Because he said, this world can hit. He said, there's tribulation. But be of good cheer. I've overcome it. For greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Finally, in John chapter 4, verse 3. Where's Joseph? He told the woman, you know, if you drink from Jacob's well... You'll be thirsty again and again. And what she had said was, she's telling him, he's telling her about this living water, and she's not understanding. He's talking about spiritual things. She said, oh, are you greater than our father Joseph? He dug this well many years ago, and we're still drawing from it. And he said, well, you know what? If you drink from Jacob's well, from this one, you're going to be thirsty again and again. You're going to get dry, and you're going to need another drink. You're going to get dry, and you're going to be thirsty and you're going to be needy. And you'll be at the mercy of what's going on. And you're always going to be needing, always going to be wanting, always going to be lusting, always going to be wishing, wishing it were better, wishing God would do something, wishing this hadn't happened and wishing that hadn't happened. Always wanting more, needing more. The bios on its own is limited. But if you drink from the water that I give them, this one, this well, you'll never be thirsty again and you'll be forever satisfied. For when you drink from the water that I give you, it becomes a gushing, gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit and it springing, springs up and it floods you with endless life. Yes, we enjoy the bios. I'm not saying this is, uh, it's, 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 it's bad to do the bios. We have to do this bios. And I truly believe that God is so good and he loves us. He wants the bios good. That's why he gave us the Zoe. So the bios would be good. Would you all stand up? Now, I'd like to pray right now. Wants to pray with an awareness. Maybe you need something to change. Maybe something has, is challenging your peace. Maybe I could work, use words even stronger than that in situations. Maybe you feel like, man, I've been at this dead end. Maybe I feel a little frustrated or a lot frustrated. 
Maybe it feels like your bios has just really been hard. And you don't know what else to do. The good news is, <laughs> oh, God is good to you. He's got, he's got more. I promise you, he's got more. He's got more. Don't stop. Keep drawing. Get another card. Get another drink. It's here. You know, Jesus said in Revelation, tell anybody that's thirsty now. This is after the work is done. He says, tell everybody that's needy, everybody that's thirsty. Tell them to come and freely drink from it. I'm not asking anything of them. I'm not demanding anything. Just receive, just receive, just receive. And you might get actual miracles in your bios. Your body can be healed. But if something doesn't change today in the physical, you'd be amazed at how powerful that faith and the peace and the joy really is. Because you can be a very healthy person and not necessarily have love, peace, and joy, right? You can be out on your yacht and be fighting with everybody that's on the boat <laughs> because of the stress. So what I pray right now is that you just draw, even standing right where you're at, just for, for a few seconds, just draw and just receive. And what you need this morning, you've got, because in this well is everything that pertains to life and godliness. There's peace for you this morning. There is joy for you, and I thank you, Father, for the receiving that's happening. I thank you for your blessing, and I thank you for the assurance that's happening. Sometimes the well just get, tells me, Son, I've got this. Everything's going to be fine. That's all we need to know. And you can go out of here with joy. So we thank you, Father, for all these things in the wonderful, giving name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. I love you.